to the J. Kim Show, Hong Kong's first dedicated podcast on investing in Asia. Join us as we survey the land and discover the greatest companies and most profitable investment opportunities in Asia. If this is your first time listening, thank you for stopping by. This podcast is produced every week with the goal of providing actionable insights to you, the listener, with every single episode. And now, on to the show. This week's show guest is serial entrepreneur and startup veteran, Rich Smelzer. Rich is based out of Boulder, Colorado, and is currently the CEO of Commutify, which is an exciting startup in the transportation technology niche. Commutify aims to solve one of the world's biggest problems that nearly all of us have to face every single day, commuting. The company has created a mobility-as-a-service platform, which basically helps companies and large organizations optimize commuting for their employees. The platform captures real-time commuting data and generates recommendations based on the most time, cost, and carbon-efficient ways to commute. The data can then be used to increase ride-sharing, reduce traffic, parking, and emissions. This is a very exciting company that has the potential to solve a huge pain point in our lives. I think you're going to really enjoy this episode I had with Rich. Let's get on to the show. Hi, Rich. How are you doing? Thanks so much for uh, coming on the show. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm really looking forward to uh, having a chat here with you today. I uh, heard a lot of good things about you uh, as an entrepreneur and your company, the exciting work that you're working on these days. So for the audience listening in, maybe you could give us a little bit of background first uh, about yourself. Yeah, I'm, I'm what you call a uh, serial startup entrepreneur. Um, I've started over a dozen companies um, over the past couple decades, and, and this is what I love. That's awesome. And you're based out of uh, Boulder, is that right? Yeah, I'm in Boulder, Colorado. I'm looking out over the Pearl Street Mall as we speak. It's a beautiful day. Nice. Uh, is that where you're from originally or did you just kind of find yourself uh, relocated there? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I grew up in the Washington, D.C. area and um, fell in love, as you do, uh, in high school. And um, nice. the girl I was dating came to college out here and... Um, she soon left, uh, and, and I decided that the city was more attractive than her. So I've been here ever since. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, you know, I've, I've actually never been to Boulder. I've been to Denver before, but, you know, I, I, I hear a lot of good things about uh, that part of the world. Uh, there's also, you know, I'm a finance background type guy, so I know there's a couple of funds that are based out in uh, Colorado as well. Very, um, yeah, very good. You know, it's a it's a thriving community. I mean, first you have the college here, so a lot of uh, you know young tech guys here. But you have um, Tech Stars, which uh, I don't know if you know what Tech Stars is, but basically they, yep. they run a bunch of um, kind of branded incubators uh, around the globe, and they're they're very successful. And then um, a gentleman by the name of Brad Feld is in this area mm-hmm. as well, and he he runs a group called the Foundry Group. Um, and, and they've been very successful in a, in a wide variety of categories for, for many years. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Brad is a, a sort of a household name within the startup uh, community and ecosystem. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. Huge. Um, being a serial entrepreneur that you are, are there any couple of startups that you are particularly proud of that, you know, maybe you've had exits or just really enjoyed working on in your past? I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, I can, uh, I'll talk about a few, I guess, um, you know, one of my first companies was was a business called uh, Global Entertainment Systems um, many years back. And, uh, you know, the, the theme there uh, for global entertainment was 
um, I, I kind of noticed that a lot of people that were renting videos, you know, so th- this goes way back, renting videos from like the blockbuster video chains always had complaints, you know, that, you know, first of all, they had to go find and rent the movie and then they would have to return the movie. Um, and then if they didn't return it on time, there'd be late fees, right? Do you remember the video stores? <laughs> I do, actually. Okay. Right. <laughs> and I mean, we just had this radical concept of doing kind of a dial tone video. So like a video on demand, you would just... Um, log in with your computer and be able to get any video anytime you want um, straight through your, your phone line or cable line, what Netflix is today, right? Right. Um, so we, we kind of built a, a plan around that um, and started to raise some money and um, really started to architect it to figure out what it would take to get it done. And as, as we were doing that, we realized that um, the novelty of the idea uh, of doing dial tone video it wasn't that novel, but the video compression piece, you know, the, 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 what it took to kind of get videos over phone lines hadn't been perfected. So we, we started to kind of fixate on that. We were like, okay, well, if there's going to be a lot of this dial tone video and things like that um, in the future, and there's really no video compression out there, maybe we should use the compression that we found and kind of enhance that and then license it out to the world. Right. right. So um, so we quickly adapted, you know, we iterated fast and we, we shifted and uh, the money we raised, we just focused on perfecting that technology. And, and we were actually the first company to actually digitally compress a video and send it up over satellite and actually bring it back down to the National Cable Television Association um, way back when. Um, so we were the, the first group to, to do that. And uh, that that became kind of our core expertise. Uh, and then we eventually license it to um, Scientific Atlanta. Don't, I don't know if you're aware of them, but they basically make broadcast video equipment for the big television companies and the big cable TV companies. And so we, we licensed the, basically the entire company off to them so they could go and build and sell our video compression technology. So that was a, that was a pretty, pretty interesting company. Wow, that sounds it. It sounds a little bit like Pied Piper from the Silicon uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, so sure. many of those things are so true. But um, yeah, I mean, but that was a, a great first experience, um, and and you know th- that led um, to to another company called World Prince. Um, and w- World Prince had uh, had an interesting idea, and this this is when the consumer internet was kind of picking up, and we we decided that it would be neat to um, license. Um, the best photographs in the world and make them available online and then kind of print on demand, um, you know, Mm -hmm. posters and prints. So we, we worked first with uh, a company called national geographic and um, they just had millions of images sitting there in their, um, their warehouse that no one had ever seen. So we, we started to digitize those images and stick them online and then started to work with other uh, content guys to, to do the same. And we, we built just a beautiful website, beautiful UI. And again, this is late 90s, right? So, I mean, right. really kind of yeah. cutting edge on the internet and, and launched the site. And we're very proud of it. And um, no one knew how to get to the site, right? So how, how do you get the message out there about how right. to find all these beautiful things? And, and we started working with a group called Excite. Uh, do, you know, do you know Excite? Excite at home? Yeah, yeah. yeah so, um you know, excite. We started to buy ads, and uh, I'll just pick a number. You know, it might have been like twenty bucks um, per thousand eyeballs uh, for one of those 
banner ads. Um, mm -hmm. But maybe only 20% of those people would click on it and actually go through to the website. And maybe only two of those would then make a purchase, right? Um, right so it would right. cost me $10 in banner ads to get kind of two purchases. Um, so, so we kind of quickly realized that we had a, um, a problem and um, had to figure out how to get customers there um, and, and kind of retain them over time. So we, we kind of took what we learned, which is if, if we kept using just advertising to get people to our website, and once they were there, never went back to our website, we had to create a, a retention <laughs> tool. So we created a, um, a little button on our website. So when you exited, it said, would you like a free screensaver of your favorite images? And surprisingly, oh, nice. um, about 50% of the people that saw that were like, sure. You know, I mean, I love Ansel Adams. I love National Geographic. So they, they clicked on it and then downloaded a screensaver. And then each, every day, we sent new images uh, that they kind of opted in for. And, and we sent new right. images to them that were also available as print and posters. So basically, we took the website to the desktop and created a, a data acquisition and customer retention tool. And that became the thing that actually took off. <laughs> so um, That's it, was, it was, you know, uh, you know, just like in the previous company, we started with the concept of poster and prints and we, we ended with a customer acquisition and retention tool. And um, within six months of launching that tool, we had millions of users that had uh, downloaded wow. it and it was very sticky was the word at the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, people That's came right. back all the time without now clicking on ads. So we, we perfected how to, you know, that funnel, you know, first get them in the door, then give them something they want, and then keep hitting them with, with information until they kind of buy the product. Um, so that was a pretty, that was a pretty good, uh, pretty good company too. And we exited that one to um, Excited Home. That's awesome. Talk about being a uh, being on the the cutting edge or bleeding, bleeding edge. edge, if you will, of that. Because, yeah, that, <laughs> I mean, people are still trying to optimize websites in the very same. You know, there's tools out there like Optin Monster and Sumo Me and that sort of thing. But it's almost exactly the same thing that you guys created. I love hearing about uh, you know serial entrepreneurs and the sort of the businesses and concepts they uh, have created and exited in the past because it kind of gets. Uh, us, uh, the listeners, uh, behind sort of the thought process. So I want to refocus or shift gears here uh, and, and talk about the, currently the, the company that you're working on, uh, which is called Communify. Tell us about that company. How did you come up with the idea? Uh, you know, what sort of problem are you trying to solve with this company? Sure, sure. Um, so, I mean, the basic idea behind Communify is we want to help commuters get to and from work more easily and in a uh, cost and energy efficient manner. And um, I, you know, I came up with the idea um, because I, I was involved in a kind of a corporate wellness um, product. Uh, we, we were trying to get kind of families um, kind of working out more. And mm -hmm. um, so, so, so the concept with corporate wellness is they carry your insurance policy. So they wanna see the premiums be lower and so they'll incense you to stop smoking by, you know, giving you a hundred bucks or something. They'll want right. you to work, uh, walk more. Uh, they'll want you to lose weight if you're at risk for diabetes. And that, that model works really well. You know, it, it's actually today, it's an $8 billion a year business, the corporate wellness business. And I, I really liked what they were doing there. And it had a, it has a clear ROI. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
So Commutify is kind of uh, the same thing. We do, we do um, commuting wellness. So we analyze the same things. We, we look at how you get uh, in and out of work and are you doing it in the most time and cost and energy efficient way? And if you're not, we incent you to mode shift and try different things to kind of improve your overall health score for your commute. Mm, that's very interesting. So you were in the fitness business. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so that's so right. So, and I noticed that in your back. What what side of the fitness business were you in? Well, I I more of a just a doing my own sort of. Uh, solving my own pain points of, of trying to figure out how to be fit and, and, uh, you know, trying to navigate through sort of all the, the junk and the false misinformation that's been, that's out there readily available for anyone that Google searches, you know, how to get a six pack or whatever. And, uh, I kind of just over years and years of, of struggling, uh, figured out really what the truth was. And, and, um, and the sad reality is that, you know, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of marketing behind fitness, uh, as I'm sure you're well aware of as well. And so it was really just kind of a, a my personal struggle that I documented. Um, and so I wrote a book and, and have a little program, uh, but it was more of more of a lab- labor of love and kind of something I just need to get out on paper. It's fascinating hearing about uh, about Commutify and learning about how you know honestly commuting sucks. I mean, everyone knows that. Um, it's one of the things that I think everyone dreads when they sort of get up and, and, um, and, and have to get to work. So it's really interesting hearing about your company and how you plan on basically uh, improving that process. You know, that, that's the genesis. The idea was, you know, basically, you know, you know much like for Nike did, um, you know, by being able to, you know, attach kind of uh, real-time or near-real-time data to your, uh, you know, your corporate wealth score, we're, we're doing the same thing with uh, commuting modes. So whether you're traveling on, let's say an Uber or a Lyft, um, or you're driving your car and parking every day, or you're jumping on your bike or uh, taking a bike share. So we, we kind of aggregate those kind of commuting modes and then we, we normalize the data in a way that an enterprise can understand how, how these commuters are getting in and out, and then really assign these kind of a commuter IQ scores to each employee and then improve it. So let's say somebody's got a 53 out of 100. We know that that's because maybe his cost is high or his carbon footprint is high. We then can tailor recommendations specifically to those two areas and um, incent them either through a subsidy, like, like I said earlier, mm-hmm. if you quit smoking, you get a hundred bucks. Maybe for this right. guy, it's uh, get out of your 1983 Cadillac <laughs> and um, switch over to a carpool or um, switch over to um, a bus line uh, or take an Uber to work and improve your cost and your efficiency score, you know, as one abstract example. Right. So, you know, I mean, I think data is very key. Uh, and just to draw a parallel with the with the fitness stuff we were talking about earlier, you know, one of the, the most important things that people don't don't know is they don't or they don't do is track their data, uh, you know, and when it comes down to just calories in calories out and simple stuff like that. And I think in the same way, the power uh, of collecting that sort of data, even on, say, your commute uh, is very important. It allows you to 
to improve your experience. So, uh, well, first of all, uh, your team there at Commutify, um, you know, how did you pull your team together? Are there people that you've worked with uh, previously on, with other, on other companies? Yeah, that, yeah. Uh, great. So, so my, um, my lead tech guy, um, Esteban Sanchez, I've been working with for, gosh, can't believe how quick the time's passed. But yeah, it's been about five years now. We, we met on the family activity wellness company we were working on before. Mm-hmm. Um, Tomas Jablonski, um, he's been my in and out CTO for going on 20 years now. Um, Brady Becker, my UI UX guy. Um, I actually, uh, um, through Techstars, I invested in, in two of his companies and just was fasc- oh, fascinated nice. with him. He ended a, a thing when I was starting this. So we were able to, to actually work together on this. Um, Joel Christensen um, is transportation background, transportation and parking background. It's because we need that expertise, just like you need with a corporate wellness company. You need um, health expertise. We have sure. we have people that really understand kind of transportation and parking. So we've got a, a lot of disciplines there. And then we have a bunch of programmers and designers that are kind of junior to that, that kind of uh, get it all done. Okay, cool. So uh, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about, uh, I guess, the actual uh, user experience, if you will. So Commutify is, I guess it's an enterprise level solution. Is that right? Yes, it is. Okay. So let's say I'm a company, I'm a, a corporation that wants to, uh, you know, to sign up and, and use Commutify. How, talk, walk us through that process of basically onboarding. And then how does that get implemented within uh, the corporate structure? Uh, and then, you know, how does that Im- start improving my employees' uh, commutes? Sure, sure. Um, so a lot of times we get inbound calls, which is great because then we know who needs it within the company. Um, but when, when we don't know um, who the right person is, we typically look for a um, somebody that's involved in, on the corporate wellness side. So wh- whoever's mm-hmm. in charge of the corporate wellness plan at the company, or most likely, the um, there's a big trend here with um, chief sustainability officers and corporate social responsibility officers, kind of CSRs, right. and and those those people really get what we're trying to do and um, want to focus kind of through the lens of sustainability. So we we whoever we, we deal with, uh, we go in and show them the tool. They then push out our tool for free to all of their employees and their employees answer a few quick questions. And then we render a score uh, for the enterprise and bring that score back to that um, CSR mm-hmm. and kind of say, hey, we, we see that you have a 53 out of 100. Uh, here's why. Here's where we think you can save time, cost and energy to improve the score. Um, we then ask to sign a contract with them. So it's a mm-hmm. premium model. It, it's you know SaaS model of a, a few bucks a head um, per month. And they and once they say yes, they push out a series of recommendations that are mostly automated through our system. And each employee gets an, uh, their own dashboard, including the maps on how they get to and from work and all the plans that they could sign up to to actually improve their score. And we give them a wide variety of options uh, to kind of improve the score. And if there's any subsidies from the enterprise, so you know, again, they might say, you know, mode shift and we'll give you a hundred bucks. All those subsidies are kind of baked into the plans so that they can easily just click a button and kind of switch their plan over. Wow, that's incredible. And is the the actual um, dashboard, is that a on a third-party website, like a Commutify login, a separate page? Yeah, it's a separate page. Okay. Yes, yeah, so so there's no app to download. So 
and I guess I should have started with this. We don't, we don't believe the employee should ever have to download an app because mm-hmm. they have too many. And I, I don't know what it's like in Asia, but there's kind of <laughs> app, app fatigue here. Yes. I mean, there's too many things. Totally. So because we integrate in the background with our partner companies, so again, that could be Uber, Lyft, or a bike share company, then um, if they've selected one of those modes, that data is automated and we see that mode um, as they travel in and out of work that day, right? right. So like while some of the fitness uh, things failed on the corporate wellness side is people would leave their Fitbit at home, as an example, right? right? Um, or they forgot to log their calories that day. With commuting, you know, you have to go in and out of work. And if you're attaching to one of the modes that we've provided, all that data is kind of live. So you can't forget this device at home because you have to come to and from work. Um, that, that's why this one will, will kind of have a pretty successful outcome. That's pretty cool. So, okay, so let's say, um, you know, I'm uh, XYZ Corporation and I uh, sign up with Commutify. And on the subsidy side, that's that's up to me, right? That, that's for me to be like, okay, I want my to incent, incent my, my employees to ride share more. So I'm going to give them 50 bucks if they ride share, that sort of thing, right? And so that gets implemented then within the, uh, the, the specific plan for my company, right? Yeah, that that's one answer. But um, keep in mind that the enterprise also pays for your parking, as an example, right? Mm. Um, so they might put in 200 bucks a month or 2400 bucks a year into your parking pass. So they're already subsidizing you, oh, um, I see. right? But now they've realized you live two and a half miles from work. And if you jump in an Uber, the $2,400 a year goes down to $1,200. Ah. So leave your parking, leave your car at home. Don't right. even take up the parking place, right? So that that's another example, right? So they're they're already subsidizing. Then for employees who aren't subsidized, so let's let's call this um, minimum wage employees that are going in and out of uh, an office park. Mm-hmm. Um, they may have to pay for their own parking, but they didn't realize that the IRS will subsidize your commute if you pay for your parking out of your paycheck. So we align that employee and allow them to or show them how to pay for their parking or their commuting, you know, like a lift pool. Uh, I'm sorry, a lift line or Uber pool. And if they pay for it out of their paycheck, they can do that with pre-tax dollars, just like in the fitness space. You know, you can buy your ah. Fitbit out of your paycheck as right. opposed to out-of-pocket dollars. We save you the same money by paying for commute plans out of your paycheck. Oh, that's fantastic. So that's, it's, again, it, that's why I keep saying it, it parallels that corporate wellness industry. Mm-hmm. It, it, we're we're kind of using that very successful model and just applying it to commuting and putting in expertise in place to kind of help them, just like the wellness companies do with, you know, on-staff doctors and things. We're, we're doing the same thing for, uh, by bringing in a series of commuting experts. So I, I noticed while doing a little bit of background research before uh, this call that um, your your company is is what you call mode and provider agnostic, which means that you'll just provide you'll just make the best recommendation, not you know not tilted or, or uh, biased right. towards any one of the service providers, right? That's right. We're not owned by Uber. We're not owned by Lyft. You know, it's <laughs> a um, we're allowed to show both fares, and um, we're completely biased. So, so it's. You know, we don't care if it's Lyft or Uber, nor do we care if it's bike share versus ride share versus shuttle versus walking, right? It's, um, we, we kind of show you everything and let the commuter pick the best plan for their particular use case. 
Right, right. So let's say uh, it's my first day of, of XYZ Corporation. I, I come in, I'm, I'm delighted to find out that uh, XYZ Corp has actually use, is using Commutify. So I sit down and I log in and my corporate wellness person walks me through the, the program and the platform, the, the interface and, and this sort of thing. So I'm then, uh, based on where I live and, and this sort of thing, I'm given a handful of options. Is that right? Yeah. So, so what happens, uh, you had that right. So a commuter wellness person. Um, so, so typically uh, your, your HR person would say, okay, for your parking or mobility pass, log into this address, which is mm-hmm. Commutify. You fill out a, a few brief things. We dynamically, as you're typing in your address of where you live um, and which building, office building you work at, we've dynamically looked at every single route instantly. Wow. And can, can be, we're already starting to build the plan for you and... If the corporation has already decided that you qualify as a parking pass or a mobility pass, we know what dollars are available to kind of apply to each of these plans so that there, there's no hunting and pecking for it. It's just, you know, it's click and go. Right. That's fascinating. Do these plans, they're dynamically updated based on, I guess, real, real-time real data and, and this sort of thing? Or is it just... A, yeah, that's, a, yeah. that's the, cog, the cognitive piece, you know, is that... Since it's real time, number one, and new services are coming online every day, right? right? New rideshare companies, new bike share companies, electric scooters, et cetera. We're, we're, and, and lots of times enterprises will even put in their own shuttle services. So we're always looking for the new services that are available. And if there's a, uh, an improvement that can be had in your plan, we'll surface it and alert you to then come back and take a look to see if you want to switch to that plan to improve your score even more. I see. Very interesting, actually. Um, and I think that uh, there's there's a huge, huge potential here. So uh, you mentioned, Rich, earlier that it was a, it was a freemium model. Is that right? Yeah. So, so it's, it's, uh, it's free for an enterprise to send out the survey and get all this rich data from their employees, right? So if, if you've already, let's say you're an employer group with 100,000 employees, and um, you're trying to figure out how you can either save time, money, or, or you know, uh, reduce carbon output. Mm-hmm. You would just send the survey out to all 100,000 employees. And within a week, we'd come back and say, okay, here's the insight. Here's where you can save. And if they then decide to implement a plan, they start paying us on a monthly basis for each employee. Ah, I see. Okay. That's so, pretty- so because... It's what we found is you really need to see the data. It's almost embarrassing sometimes when, when, when these, when you ask these guys, how do your employees get to and from work? They have no, they have no <laughs> idea. Right. And, and you'd think they'd know, but they, they really have, you know, does this guy live an hour and a half away, mm-hmm. you know, or does he live, you know, across the street and he walks, they they do not have a good idea on, on how this happens. So giving them that insight is kind of like, aha, right. I, wow. Now I can see, why, you know, this set of people, um, maybe we should kind of mode shift them or, or build a shuttle service out in this, this, this region to bring right. them to and from work more efficiently. So it's pretty fun to kind of see the, uh, to see the customer kind of wake up in that meeting and then decide to press go uh, to all their employees. 
Absolutely. And, and I, as you said, uh, reference to earlier, this is such a huge space now uh, within corporate America or, or corporate the world, uh, if you will. Who, who are your competitors, if, if there are any? So, so we, don't, we don't have any. Um, and, you know, that's kind of the, the great awesome. spot. <laughs> you know, we're, we're, we're announcing this on, um, at South by Southwest. You know, we've been working in this space for years, you know, just, just like I described with my other companies. It's an iterative process, right? So we, you know, for me, it's a sandbox. You know, we keep on building, uh, building it up and, and seeing what does the customer think. Um, if they don't like it, we iterate and we, we start again, right? It's just a, you know, a rinse or, you know, wash, rinse, repeat. And we're finally to the point where we know what the customers want. And it's this particular product. And we started kind of in the mixed mobility space in parking, right? Um, really trying to optimize parking and, you know, believe it or not, there's no there's no enterprise dashboard for parking. So when you go into a, a, a large corporation and say, oh, tell me how many people park and are they using their spaces? They they cannot give you that answer. <laughs> there's no data on it. Yeah. So so from there, we kind of built this wellness model to incorporate not just parking, but all modes of transportation in and out of work. And we just happen to be first. That's awesome. That's exciting, and uh, it is. It, yeah, it's 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 really uh, it's really quite interesting when when you know I talk to a lot of startup founders, and uh, there are these niches that you know it's it's they're huge, and people just haven't figured it out. And this sounds exactly like one of them because when I hear about these these ideas that they come up and it's like, how, how, why hasn't how, how come no one's come up with this idea before? Uh, that sort of thing, and. Uh, Communify definitely sounds like one of them. So, uh, Rich, for 2018, you know, what what are you excited about? You mentioned South by South by Southwest. I guess you guys are presenting there, which is very exciting. Um, what what are you particularly excited about for this year? What are your goals uh, for the company for this year? Yeah, so, so you know, now that we're done kind of iterating um, about what the product needs to look like, we're finally read, ready to dig in, right? And um, perfect the product, uh, perfect our experience with uh, engagement with these enterprises and how the enterprises engage with their employees. So, you know, we're kind of in that dug-in mode now, mm-hmm. launching the product and kind of iterating along the way. But no longer do we think it's a product iteration. We think it's a point release, right? right. <laughs> it's, it's, it's small releases now to kind of get to perfection. Yep. Uh, I'm really excited about the South by Southwest thing as well. I mean, we're honored that, you know, out of the, I don't know, six or 700 companies uh, that were interviewed, uh, we're, we're one of 50 um, that, that get to speak down there and one of only five in the transportation category. So uh, that that for sure is going to bring some interesting uh, things our way. Um, so, yeah, just just really looking forward to digging in. That's that's so exciting, and uh, we're definitely going to keep our uh, our eyes on you uh, and, and follow your progress. I think you, you're in such a unique uh, and huge, huge, uh, potentially huge space. So, um, 100, yeah. 128, 128 million commuters a day, literally, uh, are going in and out of work just in the United States alone. Incredible, and most of their employers don't even know what their commute's like. <laughs> they they do not know at all. Yeah, that's that's so incredible, um, Rich. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, you know, it's been fascinating learning about what you're doing there. Just a the last couple questions um, that I have for you. Um, 
you know, sort of second to last one, you know, we have a lot of young startup founders that follow uh, my podcast. And, uh, you know, I always try to, to leave them with sort of one lesson. You know, you mentioned that you do some mentoring work with Techstars. So, uh, you know, if there was one uh, entrepreneur or startup founder type, uh, you know, piece of advice or, or lesson that you've learned along the way that maybe you wish you'd learned a little bit earlier uh, that you could leave for our audience um, of young entrepreneurs, what would that be? Sure. Um, you know, I guess advice that I give uh, people that are trying to start a company is, you know, really look at where the trends are headed. Um figure out what life will look like once that trend sets in and then look for the missing piece and um, build on that piece. You don't have to build the entire thing. So let, let the market move and, th- and then identify the things that are missing. Right. And that, that's how I found uh, the most success. And if you're already started a company around a specific idea, I would say that uh, iterate, you know, just um, be nimble uh, launch your idea with small groups of people. Let them tell you why it works or why it doesn't work. Build it again. <laughs> Relaunch it, right? And just keep going and keep going until they say, hey, this is perfect. So don't invest your marketing dollars. Don't invest in salespeople that are flying around the country. Just invest in the idea. And once it's right, then you dig in. Uh, then you set your goals and you hire your sales and marketing team to kind of, you know, take advantage of it. Right. But um, I see a lot of companies fail by putting everything into just the launch. You know, they've, they've spent their marketing budget. They've hired up a full sales team. Then they push the product out for the first time and it doesn't work. Right. And they're like, oh, crap. Now I've got, you know, I've got a $200,000 a month burn oh. and I don't have a product to sell. Right. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I see that a lot and, and it's unfortunate. Um, but the, the second time around... The CEO then knows. I would prefer to teach them from the beginning. Don't get too big too quick. Mm. It's a it's a it's a tough lesson that that many many have have learned the hard way, unfortunately. But um, sound sound piece of advice, Rich. Thanks for that. Um, last question is is where can people find you, follow you, connect with you, maybe learn a little bit more about your company? Yeah, sure. So um, actually, at, at the bottom of our website is commutify.com. C O M M U T I F I dot com. We've got uh, social channels there, and I think there's a LinkedIn uh, profile. So yeah, pretty much there. Fantastic. We're, you know, we're not a, we're not a consumer company, so it's uh, it's not that interesting to follow us on Instagram. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know, uh, for enterprise, it's pretty sexy, and uh, yeah, you can just follow us on those shows, social uh, channels. Absolutely, and I think that uh, we're gonna hear. Uh, I think we're gonna hear a lot more about your company uh, coming up uh, this year. So I'm um, looking forward to seeing how. Uh, best of luck at South by Southwest um, for those listeners that are able to make the trip out to Texas, and I think you should definitely tune in on the uh, transportation. Uh, uh, stage <laughs> and um, Rich thanks again for your time it's been uh, awesome learning about your company and we wish you the best of luck hey thanks for having me it's been a pleasure no problem take care I hope you enjoyed today's episode all the show notes and links can be found over at jkimshow.com Come back often and make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. Don't forget to join us next week for another exciting episode of The J. Kim Show. I'd love to hear your comments. You can find me on Twitter at jkimmer, J-A-Y-K-I-M-M-E-R. See you guys next week.
This podcast is brought to you by Hack Your Fitness, the high achiever's guide to getting ripped in under three hours a week. If you're anything like me, you're probably working a full-time job or jobs and trying to find time to balance family life, social life, and last but not least, fitness. Look, I get it. I'm a full-time investor and entrepreneur myself and father of two. So how am I able to stay fit year-round without spending hours and hours in the gym killing myself on the cardio machine? After struggling for the last 15 years trying every workout and diet under the sun, I finally designed a system that allows me to achieve and maintain single-digit body fat for life in under 3 hours a week. Cardio not required. Head on over to hackyour.fitness and download my free 13-page guide that teaches you the simple science behind efficient fitness and smart nutrition and gives you everything you need to know to finally take control of your life. That's hackyour.fitness. 